an action. Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching Crypto Brothers Chat, all things crypto. So I'm here with my brother, Charles Hughes. And uh, Charles, what you uh, what you thinking today? What you talking about? What's up, everybody? Um, just looking at what's going on in the world today and everything going on with crypto recently in the last few weeks. I know you get news every day from Robert. I want to kind of stop and maybe focus on a couple areas and some something I've been you know, just paying attention to, especially with the war. So with the war, there's a lot of, to kind of dumb it down, base it down, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Ukrainians are getting, the country Ukraine is getting invaded by Russia. And as they're going, they need money. So they're getting donations from people that are sending cryptocurrency to them. And you know, being able to use that cryptocurrency as currency. And then they got the Russian elites, which they call oligarch, right? I believe oligarchs. Yep, yep. And they are the ones that are making uh, money off their own country, being accused of making money off their own country, of people profiting while other people suffer, and essentially getting cut off from banks and getting their stuff seized, their boats, their yachts. And everything's basically kind of freezing up on them so they can't make any transactions, which is obviously hurting them to the point where they need to have some sort of, you know, currency. So they're going to block, uh, they're going, not blockchain, I'm sorry, they're going to crypto, which is typically like Bitcoin. So Bitcoin is pop, it had been pop in the last few days. I think it reached almost like 48,000 or 48,000 more. I don't think it topped 49,000. But it was interesting to see the hype behind it and the whole fact of some people wanting to block it. Uh, you know, you got regulation coming up and want to, you know, ban it. I'm not block it, but ban it. So that's, those are some interesting subjects. And I thought that. The most interesting part was how it can be used as both good and bad, right? So the the elites they're being able to do their transactions potentially through cryptocurrency, you know, putting you know putting all their money in as while they can, as you know, as secretly as they can, because they're getting cut off by institutions, um, uh, you know, the crypto institutions like say Coinbase and whatnot. So those are some interesting things I thought were, were that were going on. And I guess it kind of leads to the question, what do you think about the regulation coming up and what, you know, have Biden's seems like Biden's administration is viewing, you know, cryptocurrency because a lot of them are really saying, you know, illicit reasons. And this is like one thing they're going to expose you know, and try to say that also these elites that are Russians are basically being able to still be, uh, you know, be rich and enjoy the riches and, you know, basically spend use money, use, you know, use some sort of currency. So, you know, what do you think about that? What is your ideas about the regulation? Do you think the regulations are going to be a big thing? Um, like it's a hot topic. So you, you had mentioned that Biden was going to, you know, make some announcement soon regarding it. I don't think had that happened because of everything going on with the war, but I think, uh, I think the, I think that, hmm, how do I say this? So I've been actually reporting a, that's been the main focus of the last, like maybe sure. five episodes, uh, of the news. And, um, 
So I have some pretty like uh, strong opinions about about this, and they are opinions. Um, you know, there are some facts, but there are, they are opinions. And my opinion that I don't really get to talk about when I'm reporting the news is, you know, I saw I saw the biggest naysayers in the U.S. government are uh, Janet Yellen, who's the head of the Treasury Secretary, uh, Elizabeth Warren, a former presidential candidate, and with, I don't know, even know if she's. I mean, she's a senator. Anyway, she's a con- con- congressperson and um, and she's like the champion of the banks. And now she's like anti-crypto working with the biggest banker in the country, Jenny Yellen, to like ban crypto. Like it just sounds like sounds like a co- big contradiction. So uh, I kind of got a problem with that. Uh, but the biggest thing that really kind of got under my skin and I really or maybe not under my skin, but like the part about. Okay, there are these group of people saying that crypto can be used to bypass sanctions. Crypto is used for money laundering. Crypto is used for human trafficking. And crypto is used for all these terrible things. Uh, One, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of evidence that there's enough concern that that is happening in crypto for people to just be just saying, oh, I don't like it. We should ban it because of that. You know, really, there's a lot more of that happening in our tr- current financial system with cash. And uh, and then and then people are getting around sanctions with gold and art. Like, why don't you stop the sale at Sotheby's? Like, don't let Sotheby's do any more auctions of high-end art. Like, it's a bunch of bullshit. I'm sorry. Like, like I, it's just kind of annoying. Anyway, so that's my opinion. But what something that I just saw recently, um, which I thought was, incredible because it is just another person to like be against crypto but like they're talking about how crypto can be used for sanctions and we should like we should like really dig in on the scrutiny and the type of uh, restrictions they want to put into them will basically like prevent it from really getting big and uh and uh, hillary clinton uh former presidential candidate and uh former um former first lady and uh did she serve in congress i don't think so. no secretary of state for under obama and uh she she came out and she's been against crypto like hardcore and uh kind of just like uh elizabeth warren and so she comes out and says i'm really disappointed that the crypto exchanges didn't aren't blocking russian addresses like i literally would love to expand on this for a second like hold on wait a minute so you're saying that we can't control it. We can't we can't do all this stuff. But then you turn around and expose the fact that there is a valve to shut people down. So what is it? Is it, it can we not control it or do we have ways of controlling it? It's a contradiction. It drives me nuts. It's like, how can you say like, oh, we should ban it because we can't control it. But then, oh, you should have controlled it. It's like, OK, so someone can control it. Really, there there is a lot more controls than what a lot of people think there are. And it and and what she's talking about is Ukraine. I think it was the prime minister or the vice prime minister. Uh, came out and said, uh, "We Coinbase and all the crypto exchanges. We want you all to to ban uh, crypto wallets, like freeze all the wallets of all Russians, not just not just the oligarchs, not just the the billionaires, not just the people on the sanction list, but all Russians, even innocent people who disagree with the war, ban them, freeze them, whatever." So sanction so, them, yeah. 
Yeah, Binance CEO came out, and so did the Coinbase CEO mm-hmm. came out. Actually, there's a pretty long thread that uh, I'll probably put in the news tomorrow, maybe. I don't know. But um, by the Coinbase CEO on Twitter, where they're saying that, like, look, we are working directly with U.S. intelligence agencies. We are we are freezing all, all of the wallets that are on the list of sanctions. We are doing everything we're supposed to be doing and more to make sure that we uphold sanctions. And you want us to do something that the law doesn't require? How is that even ethical or moral? Who do you think you are? Like, I, it just drew, it just, so that's my opinion. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't yeah, know. It's, I think uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, I think I that, uh, and the other reality is uh, if, if if crypto was being used for to bypass sanctions on a government level or an industry level, uh, then you would see major spikes. Not like not like the kind of spikes we're seeing. Like there is not enough liquidity. There is not enough Bitcoin on exchanges for people to use Bitcoin in a major major way. Maybe in a smaller way. Maybe maybe like. They're saying like if you do small incremental things over time, otherwise, if you try to sell a bunch of Bitcoin or buy a bunch of Bitcoin, you know, at the size that a country would need to, then you would see massive price fluctuations. And not only that, you would see it on the blockchain because, you know, and if you didn't watch, you know, the episode that we just released on on the lectures from from uh, from MIT about blockchain and money. We discussed how there's no real privacy because you could see everything. So mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt by incumbents who don't want to lose power. Like that's all that is, in my opinion. So that's my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about removing central banking system. <laughs> I mean, it is a threat. <laughs> yeah, like think about it. Threat that's to a who? huge threat to the people in power. Right. Like right. you said. Well, and I, mean, I, mean, I totally agree, but it'll be interesting how this plays out because regulation is a huge thing. It's it's essential as much control as they could put on it, right? I mean, that's the whole idea. Be in the what they're talking to. They it's all the language just. I've noticed the language is starting to change too. It's like um, well, they they're doing it without under the um, like uh, what do you call it? Like cowboys and um, outlaws. I'm sorry, they're calling it outlaws. People that are you know because Bitcoin's unregulated, it's outlaw. So there's talking about companies that aren't, you know, um, filed with the SEC or outlaws. Just it, the language has really shifted. Interesting. And, I haven't heard that. So, I didn't yeah. That. Yeah. I was, I was, saw an article in regards to that. And it's just the, the idea is it's like you hear it all the time with media. It's just the, the language, listen to the type of language that they use. Like it starts shifting and shifting, and shifting. And then that's why I feel like that's when it, you can kind of tell that, you know, they want to be, they want to have some sort of control over it. Cause it's like you said, like it's threatening their position in a big way. Right. That's so, it's. So I, I, I want to like kind of touch on something that you're talking about, you know, and I, and I, and I want to make sure I say this for the record that um, my opinion is fluid and it, it is moved, but my opinion about the, some of the people, things that the people say, that's not so fluid, but my general opinion about all of this stuff is fluid. Like I'm, 
I'm learning. I'm keeping an open mind. I understand why we need anti-laundering money, anti-money laundering, and know your customer uh, protocols in place so that we can watch the money in the event that there is fraud or or Madoff Ponzi scheme. Do you think Madoff would have been able to get away with his Ponzi scheme if he was using crypto? Like, think about it, because his customers could look on the blockchain and look at his wallet address and see how much money he's got. And then they would realize hey, he ain't got no fucking money. So would he ever even been able to pull it off? Probably not. So like people who like the whole my biggest challenge with all this is like the FBI has successfully gotten money back from the colonial pipeline hack. We just saw Razzle Khan and hippie hippie boyfriend just like get pulled up or whatever they are. You know, they just got ju- pulled down for like three and a half billion dollars from a from a hack that went back it went back a long time ago but they're getting more and more sophisticated with tracking this stuff and the reality is if you implement okay you can implement regulation to try to control it or you can ban it now if they don't ban it and they put regulation to try to control it which seems like what is going to happen it doesn't sound like there's a direct ban going to happen but a direct ban and don't know nobody like judge me when I say this, but a direct ban would actually be better and for to maintain the argument that it is that it is bad for society. If you regulate it and it, you regulate it so tightly, guess who is really going to be impacted? You and me. Because do you think that you right now could use Bitcoin to uh, buy drugs? I mean, think about it. Do you think that? The common person could use crypto <laughs> nah. to buy drugs or participate in illicit transactions. No fucking way. They're most of them are going on Coinbase, which they got through driver's license, your social security number. Like there is not a lot of anonymity. And like when the FBI looks at all these transactions, they can trace the transactions and they can see a, a trail because it's all on the public blockchain. You'd have like the sophisticated. Like these people, the Razzlecon and the and her boyfriend and uh, and I don't know his name, but Razzlecon. How can you forget Razzlecon? Like, did you ever watch uh, that rap video? Mm, no, I didn't. Oh man, they had to send it to me. <laughs> Put yeah. it in the post below. Yeah, for real. I mean, this is like <laughs> it's un. It's it. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was it called? It was called the Crocodile of Raw Street. Crocodile. Croc. Croc. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna just for our viewers, just I'm gonna give them a little Hold like on. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Uh, oh, it's a chick. No, I never seen this video. This is like the chick that was uh the, the scamming like and laundering was... three four billion dollars. <laughs> she getting way too cocky. <laughs> Wait, ready? <laughs> oh man, it just looked funny. <laughs> Wait, is this it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Full official Razzlecon. Message at the beep. 
Yo, that's a cocky shit right there. Yo, four and a half billion dollars! <laughs> wow, that's insane, dude. Of course you'd make a video. It's amazing. Oh That's my gosh. Hilarious, dude. Oh, where How ironic, go? right? <laughs> Wait, I gotta turn it off. Where'd I go? There it is. Where is it? Oh shit, I can't turn it off. <laughs> I can't get her off of my screen. <laughs> All right, man. So anyway, awesome. like they discovered they uns- they discovered like a bunch of uh a bunch of um like super sophisticated ways to launder the money and they got set up all these businesses and they're buying and selling merchandise but the really interesting thing was they um and this is all like public record people can kind of go and look up look this stuff up but they said uh they said that they traced the money into some black site like black uh dark dark web site mm-hmm. uh it's kind of like a replacement for the silk road and uh and it's a place How where people you, can, um, you, you can put your coins in and it and it and it, and it shuffles the coins and then you get your coins out minus like a fee like dude if that's what i gotta do to participate in illegal activity i mean that's a lot of work dude i'd rather just like get a bunch of cash and I don't know. I just, I'm just, I'm just, my point is. Well, that's like, the argument too with the adoption with Bitcoin. It's like drug dealers, right? He mentioned it in the last, uh, um, in the lecture that we had discussed previously about drugs. That's the big thing about dollars. You know, you get the ATMs that are 24 seven. It's ironic that they talk about cryptocurrency being used for the same purpose. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, I mean, based on what I've read so far, even people in the Treasury Department are saying it can't, it's not being used for, uh, for bypassing sanctions. And according to some uh, statistics by Chain Analysis, which is a blockchain analysis company who works with the US intelligence agencies, by the way, they, uh, they are they say that less than one percent of all transactions in crypto are illicit transactions. And how do they figure that out? Man, you know, maybe I should we should do a whole story and a whole episode on that. But let's just like assume for a second that that is somewhat accurate. Well, apparently seven percent of global GDP is illicit transactions. And global GDP, let's see what global GDP is. Global GDP is, I don't even know how to say that number. Uh, so 100,000 million, billion, 80 trillion. So 7% of eight, and guess how much how, at its biggest, crypto was $3 trillion. And uh, anyway, the point is like, it's not, we should not be worried about illicit transactions with crypto because it's a drop in the bucket compared to, why don't you try to solve illicit transactions in our current financial system before you try to just take, you know, just knock on this new technology. It's a bunch of BS. It's just like people who either don't like it and want to 
go against it or people who don't know what they're talking about. That's my opinion. Bam. Right. There. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. You're either anti or you or you or you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, otherwise, it's like <laughs> you wouldn't say that. And and then the and then the other thing is this one one interview that I saw, I thought it was really awesome. This dude was like uh, he was like, well, they're. Uh, if you want to track the oligarchs, you have to go through all of these shell corporations. They have these shell corporations where they move their money through. That can take weeks to months to track the movement of money, but it doesn't take that long when you got open blockchain and everything's right. on there, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's what, I, that's what I've been thinking about it. I, I, I've just spent a lot of time on this because I figured like, you know, I sit in my chair and uh, it, I mean, I have my clients sit in my chair and they bring up these things uh, and these important points to them. And they're, they're the type of people that, you know, they're very educated and they um, they're, they're, uh, they're very conservative when it comes to money. And, uh, and so they ask these questions and they want to understand this stuff before they accept it as being legitimate. And um, so I, that's how I kind of decide how to do stories is, you know, what are these people saying? You know, what are their problems with it? You know, the main thing is environment uh, and illicit transactions. That's the main thing. And then there's after that, then stability. Um, the people who, you know, some people are more interested in the money side and they're like, well, what's the stability? Like, you know, what is backing it? And uh, but yeah, those are the three main topics. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you do? You think that? Uh, do you think that this war stuff? I mean, you bring up a good point. Like it, the point that I think the important point that you're that you're kind of touching on, in my opinion, is that um, what's happening right now. It's a good opportunity for the anti-crypto people to create re- regulation, even if it's unfounded. Even if I'm right about everything I'm saying, and I might not be right based on my research. That's how I understand it. But like let's say I'm not right or whatever. It doesn't matter if I'm right or not. And what matters is there are people who don't like it, whether they, they are right or not to not like it uh, because of the reasons they say, or they're just finding reasons to not like it. That is their opportunity to really push the government to say, let's ban this. Let's, let's uh, put the against it. Do you think that, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think the outcome is going to be? I don't know. I think it's very interesting what's going on with the war and that's definitely a narrative that's being played and that's that's was kind of to my point more of obviously non-biased and open not picking a side but because i feel like it is a it is a hard one to get right if we want to regulate it and not ban it so i think the direction is there are people that want to ban it like you said elizabeth warren uh and so the senator, I forget what state, uh, but she she's definitely wants to ban it. And her push is the illicit um, activity. And then <clears throat> that's just kind of one more thing on top of it um, is the now it's the oh, uh, can like, you know, it's just another way of saying can criminals get away with this. But like rich, rich, rich people, rich, crazy criminals, you know, so it's like a whole nother level. Like, oh, if they could do it, you know. Why, you know, is it is it going to hurt it? But obviously the sentiment as of right now, it's it's still kind of almost being prepared, uh, being compared as a gold. You know, that's a big test right now. This is going on because they're both 
they have both been going up since the whole war um stable or at least stabilizing and you see that uh you know recently bitcoin had just pushed up from its original uh high uh i mean not original high but a late late as, as of late it kind of pushed a little bit higher which you're seeing momentum of it and especially with the beginning but like you said if i don't know the statistics on it you know the basically the old gogs old garks and you know using it for people trying to help with the war and fund you know funding it in different ways or just using it in general in different countries because it's not just our country i mean there is a whole world out there that's doing it as well so that's another aspect i think sometimes i kind of get away from it's like this is happening all over the world not just us us matters because we live in it and we're trying you know we have these um in a way centralized place where we can do exchanges like coinbase and kraken and uh, and whatnot and web bull so it's it's very interesting um the dynamics of cryptocurrency and it's in its state it's i can't i can't really I can't, I think that hurts it. it. It definitely hurts it. It gives it a better rap. I mean, it started with uh, Silk Road, right? I mean, that's how mm -hmm. cryptocurrency was really like, oh, what's, the, what's cryptocurrency? Unless you really were like, you know, dad back in the day. And I remember him talking about it um, a while ago, like really long time ago. So he knew about it, but he never obviously invested in doing anything about it when you could still do it on CPUs. So it was definitely out there and known, but um, now it's adoption of coming from that uh really sparked after silk road it, it really popped and then and then it started to catch ground after a while with uh the pandemic basically i think the pandemic was a big boost for cryptocurrency and then um you know the injection with the fed and uh with, with, with the trillions of dollars with the fed helping with the market and trying to stabilize it uh and then now it's kind of being looked at as like is it legal tender i i, I really hope i'm hopeful that it's going to go in a direction uh good uh there's obviously going to be some sort of government control and we'll kind of see yeah i mean yeah i like um so crypto, so Bitcoin's back down to 40,000. So I don't know where it's going to go, if it's going to keep going down or if it's going to go back up, or maybe, maybe there will be some relative stability in that 40 to 50 range or 38 to 50 range, 48 range, whatever. Um, yeah, it definitely spiked. It spiked and now it's going, it's receding. And they mentioned that with Ukraine's transactions within Ukraine and Russia, they've um, seceded since their spike. So everything's kind of going down there. that could be part of it like you know the hype kind of died down and now they're talking about sanctions which could have hurt it you know sanctioning bitcoin so yeah so i um i feel like we're seeing the world is seeing it's start i think the world really saw the use case actually before the sanctions i think the world saw the use case with the freedom convoy in canada when the Canadian president, Trudeau, used emergency powers, which is like a wartime thing, uh, to enacted it. And then he used that to freeze the accounts uh, of all, all the protesters. Mm, yeah. First and time in history. and <laughs> this is 
I would love for somebody to leave a comment to tell me what they think about this. But he also he also froze the accounts of people who donated to the protesters. And the defense minister of Canada came out and said, you're funding terrorism. You're financing terrorism by donating to these to these people. So they mm-hmm. use that power to freeze their accounts. And then everyone's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go to Bitcoin. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to freeze your wallets. So they made all the exchanges freeze the wallets. And then people went into an uproar thinking that the exchanges shouldn't do it. And the CEOs of the exchanges came out and they're like, we will follow the law. If you want, if you, so here's how to take your crypto off the exchange. And, you know, they're like, they're like, hey, look, your, your crypto, we're, we're going to follow the law. Like, do we operate within a framework of rules? Like we have licenses and, and registration and whatever. And we want to continue to do business in this country. So if you're part of this thing, then you shouldn't keep your coins on our exchange. And here's how you do it. And it was kind of cool because they were like, they were kind of like having their cake and eat it too. They were like, hey, we're going to stay in business, but we're also going to let, we're also going to help you keep control of your money outside of the government's control. And, and while I don't know that it was really that effective, uh, I think it was effective to us to an extent, but I don't think it was super effective because, you know, like we talked about in the uh, lecture, um, the, the lecture uh, club of, with uh, the Gary Gensler class, the MIT class, we talked about um, merchant adoption. Like it's important that a digital currency is only going to be used if it has merchant adoption, but it doesn't have enough merchant adoption. So these people couldn't even use this Bitcoin. So I don't know if that was super effective, but the very interesting thing is Canada has a physical backed ETF. So it means that you can buy it, you can buy it with your buy on the stock market, an ETF that own actually owns Bitcoin. And they saw record inflows more more than they've had since uh, the when they first opened it, which is always like massive amount of money going in. But since then, they hadn't really seen this kind of action. So, you know, that's kind of like the people in Canada saying, hey, like, I, I get it. I get it. I get how why you want Bitcoin. But I also think that people saw that the government can control it. And so, like, I kind of think that people on either side of the coin are like, oh, I get it. Like, maybe it's not that difficult for the government to control it. I don't think it is. I think people are tripping if they think that they're going to get away with crime using crypto. I think people are delusional. I think they haven't done enough of their homework. Or you're super sophisticated and you know how to use all the stuff like RazzleCon. You know, like if you know how to do the kind of stuff that they did, then, yeah, you can do it. But guess what? They got caught, too. And uh, so kind of like my point is, like, I just don't see the evidence. I don't see it. What I see is a trend going in the direction of the feds learning how to take care of it, you know, and I just and and catching criminals and criminals have to get more and more and more sophisticated, which they do no matter what. And like, uh, in the head of the ECB said something really interesting. She said, like, we're not going to ban crypto because criminals find a way around bans. Instead, we're going to leave it and we're just going to figure out to regulate it. We're going to find ways. And right now they proposed a rule and like we should probably wrap it up soon. But um, 
there's all these rules. We, I don't get into it details, but uh, there's all these rules proposing. They're being debated. We'll see what what happens. And like some of these rules are de facto bans, so they could really crush the crush crush crypto in the jurisdictions in which these rules are being adopted. But uh, some of them are not, and some of them will in, unable for honest uh, crypto adopters to continue to flourish. And I think early adopters will still be rewarded. Uh, that is not financial advice. And um, I think they will be rewarded. I don't, I don't think that down the road, after all these regulations get in, I do think that prices will normalize and people, and I don't think they'll fluctuate like they do. Um, they could rise slowly over time, but I do think that, um, you know, it's not like a company. You're not buying stocks in a company that has profits and you're going to get, you're going to get distribution of share of, uh, dividends. You know what I mean? Like, so, so right now, the only reason why you can make money in crypto is because the world hasn't figured out what it's worth yet. And they're still trying to figure it out. And it's not going to be figured out until we got all these, all the, all this all these rules and the rules will either say it's not worth that much because I can't use it because the rules are too strict or they're going to say this is worth a lot of money because I can use this uh, for whatever use case. So that's kind of that's that's how I've been like, that's that's kind of my stance on all this. It's like we're in the midst of price discovery, you know, like we don't know, you know, it's all comes well, down I'm... to the government. <laughs> it, it also, yeah. And like you said, adoption, but as long as that, I feel like when it comes to the cryptocurrency and the the conversation with re regu regulation and everything, there's going to be a lot of these cryptos that are just going to fall off. They're going to be worthless. So the main ones are the, as we all know, are the main ones. I don't know whatever happened to Litecoin because Litecoin was literally like the second Bitcoin in a, in a sense. But like Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, those are the main ones that I feel like you know, are if there if there's gonna be any like ones that are gonna last, it's definitely it's definitely got to be those two. If not, a, a few other ones that have worked on their encryption levels and speed, because that's really you know the the whole thing is cost when it comes to speed and and their encryption is better, uh, more encrypted, or crypto more crypto uh, crypto crypto cryptography. <laughs> Can't get yeah, out. Yeah, I got you. Cryptography. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, cryptography. So. Well, yeah, there's the competitors to the Ethereum, yeah. so I think they'll do it. But I also think that there's going to be interoperable change, chains that connect the main chains. Like you have layer one chains and they have to be connected by something because because they were not we're going to live in a multi-chain world. There's not going to be like, you know, if you want to move your money, if you want to move your Starbucks rewards at over and like you want to trade them for Delta Sky Miles and Starbucks rewards built on Ethereum, but but Delta built on Solana. Well, you're gonna have to be have a bridge to cross those things if you ever want to trade your Starbucks rewards for Delta Sky Miles, and uh, that's the future I think we're looking at. And and uh, so yeah, I do think you're gonna have like blue chips. I think you're gonna have your standard operating, and then the value of the network. You're really gonna like experience value from the network as it expands. Um, but anyway, I think we're kind of going into a whole nother conversation here, but um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we could um, keep going, but yeah, well, yeah, definitely. That's very so interesting. It's very interesting. I like, I like the idea where, where it's going in the conversation too, because you, it, it's, a, it's a really just wait and see. Yeah. So you got any uh, last points on, um, on this, all this, like, uh, 
Russia sanctions, regulatory risk, illicit transaction, FUD, etc. I'm just going to close it out with there is that problem, but there's always been that problem with illegal um, activity. You know, you got like I've discussed before previously, you got the ATM 24 hour system, you got cash currency, which a lot of drug dealers use in a sense, a lot of drug people do. It's just another way of kind of making it look bad. And it, it does have it. It's uh, the media does a good job at kind of painting a, a particular picture, a picture they feel they want. Um, but if you look at it at all angles, there's a lot of benefits too. Um, and the technology behind it even is has is very beneficial. So I feel like uh, if anything's going to go on with everything, um, you know, currency, I feel like it's really just which ones are going to survive. I, I believe in cryptocurrency personally. And I honestly feel like the whole conversation with Bitcoin and gold is because you can kind of look at it like there's a possibility where you're going to have Bitcoin as gold, as a digital gold, where it's going to be, you know, you could basically take, may possibly take loans out on your gold, which is you can't do with your typical currency, right? So that's how it could be, could uh, could potentially be with this um this whole era of cryptocurrency but getting rid of it because we're going into the digital age why not would that only make sense and you made a point about starbucks and different entities like even shiba new for instance AB, amc maybe that'll be their pure currency right so it's 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 one of those things where it could have its own personal use own typical use, and then you have it like we have the greenbacks and the fiat currency system which would transition to kind of the same system and then having physical gold you have digital gold so it's a pretty interesting concept and it's pretty cool and exciting to kind of be there at the forefront and like we're going to learn very soon in the next few years i i, I hope you know where crypto is going to go if it's going to be one of those hypes and dies out or is it going to be the next big thing so a lot of people believe it's a revolutionary time and it's a pretty big deal yeah i mean whatever it is it's definitely some crazy times that's for sure yeah all that at this time that we're going through this war and everything and the whole shift in every politics and everything is just pretty interesting time so yeah, yeah. we'll see all right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening. Uh, please uh, leave a comment below if you thought that anything that one of us said was awesome or you thought anything one of us said was ridiculous. Please let us know. Leave a comment below. Give us five stars if you're listening on podcasts and follow us. If you're watching on YouTube, click subscribe and click the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And until next time, hodl on. Peace.